Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest on Community Focus is Tom Nixon. Tom is with Towards Zero Deaths. And Tom, welcome back to Community Focus. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, well, here it is. Change of seasons always uh, actually brings some more uh, factors into driving. We are, as humans, pretty used to doing what we're used to doing. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so when change comes about, we have a struggle with adjusting and sometimes recognizing when we need to adjust. So hopefully this uh, frost, this nip this morning, people are saying, oh, I hope the plant survived. I, I, I wonder if I got everything covered or all of the other things. Boy, I'm going to have to check the furnace now. It's Now it's here. Well, we also like to talk about some of those things we need to prepare for in our driving. And um, Tess, you mentioned it before we got on live here, but your windshield needs to be clean and clear. Mm-hmm. That that sun is, its angle is changing for us. So you add, you know, your frost on your windshield. It's going to have needs to be cleared. You need to have that windshield cleared off so you can have that clear view of what you're going towards and you know out your side windows. It also needs to be clean on the inside and the outside because that uh, that glare and that filtering you're going to get is going to change your ability to see. And unfortunately. The sun's angle is something we can't change. Therefore, everything else we need to kind of factor in and make sure our visibility is at its full ability to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, a, a simple frost like this morning, does that uh, affect bridges or anything like that? Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, bridges, uh, anything that has the ability for air to travel underneath it. And it may not always be just a bridge deck. It could be a box culvert going with a creek underneath it or anything else that has that road surface less frost protected. That does seem to occur a little further into the fall here where the temperatures come a little bit lower. Yeah. But uh, you're absolutely right. Those, those surfaces, uh, when the dew is sitting there as uh, an unfortunate opportunity for us to get surprised by frost. So we have to drive attentive, just like we always do. At this time of year, the deer are changing their behavior. Aren't they, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they misbehavior, more like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the way that we, we try to be prepared for those things, you know, the don't veer for deer still stands. Um, unfortunately, sometimes we still see people get injured by deer crashes, so we yeah. need to be wearing our seat belts and being prepared, trying to cover our brake, but recognizing that, it's just a high level of attention we always need to be providing to our driving. And here at the change of seasons, when we're looking at that frost and worrying about seeing out our windshields and having good tires as we enter the winter season, um, you know, it's not too early to get started on calling those tire shops and mm-hmm. getting your prices and being prepared, making sure that you're ready for that condition that's up and coming. But being ready for those deer and um and, and those yellow limousines we talk about, too. There's all these things that come as part of fall that um, as parents and as guardians, when you have new drivers and younger drivers, it's important to remind them and to caution them on their driving habits, thinking about, you know, the changes they may have not experienced on their own. Yeah. They, uh, they're they com- coming into the school year here and with less light and less sleep, probably. They uh, they may not be prepared for what's thrown at them, so we need to give them the best chance by giving them some good advice. Uh, let's go back to the yellow limousines, as you call them, <laughs> school buses. Um, we saw articles here in the paper. I've seen stories down in the Twin Cities on their newscasts. They're all talking about the stop arm violations. They continue across the state. And the story is all dovetailed into cameras are being put on. 
which should help catch some of these people. But the bottom line is we got to stop doing it, don't we? We do. We do. And, and i got to be careful. Someday I might get told that the yellow limousine is not a complimentary thing. I mean it as in it's, a, it's the safest way. Na- National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has said the safest way to have anybody transported in the United States is on a school bus. Wow. Those people that are giving their time to be our school bus drivers and transporting our most precious possessions, um, God bless them. But for what we're talking about on the road safety, those buses are transporting people to and from their needed uh, um, daily activities, and we need to watch out for them. And those those cameras that they're putting on the buses, they're really hoping to be a deterrent. What we hope is that people just behave, and we don't need to go, well, well I guess we'll have to check the camera. Yeah. The hope is that people recognize the school bus. We realize um, no matter if you're a car, if you're a bicycle, if you're anybody, uh, no matter what you're operating on, the stop arm is stop, and you need to be aware that's what's going on, and not not the excuse of crash aversion. You have no excuse to go around that bus. Those, nope. those kids have... Um, been communicating eye visual contact and waving back and forth and where they need to go and the driver needs to pay attention at the in those hours in the morning and those hours in the afternoon those buses are going to be out i just have this thing like if you blow past a stop sign on a big yellow school bus that size you shouldn't even be driving if you can't understand that simple concept of be careful around school buses it just floors me and i've been riding i've done a ride along and i watched someone blow right through it and it's like how how what what it just it baffles me absolutely baffles me yeah i i don't get it either and the the fines are stiff and the lights flash and the stop sign comes out i mean come on people and they have the law enforcement has um a significant amount of time afterward to arrest you Mm -hmm. if you are found um and and to tell you the truth they find them yeah that's the the goal here is to deter people from doing it not that we're going to catch you but the cameras and the technology and the clarity to those they can Mm -hmm. see what you were doing what direction you were going and they'll follow up and and i'll just say when i went on the ride along that is exactly we finished the route we went back and they invited me into the to the school bus you know garage and said here's what happens and they pulled up the video we looked at the video got the information and they're like well this person will be paid a visit later on today or tomorrow and yeah they just i mean that person was going to get in some serious trouble and there it was i mean and it was so avoidable like stop just chill (laughs) i think the bottom line is like you say those kids sometimes get excited oh yeah maybe forget to make eye contact with the bus driver and if they come around that bus that would be the absolute worst thing that could ever happen god so yep that's the reason not to do it you got it it's it's just not something you want on your heart your mind or anything else going forward so that uh let's let's keep that in good shape so far so good yeah Mm -hmm. uh tom let's talk a little bit uh i I saw there were uh, a lot of uh bicycle and pedestrian fatalities this year in that total number there, there are, unfortunately. And as we go into the fall, we always worry about it getting worse with the lower light conditions and beautiful fall colors uh, and the brisk air. It's nice to get out and go for a walk. But you're not easily seen, as we already talked about. And depending on what direction you're walking and that sun's angle, it's going to be hard for people to see you. So we talk about uh, the increase this year in... Um, we're going to come back to motorcycles, but for the the bicyclists and the pedestrians, the the idea of being um, in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, you need to put yourself in in the idea that even though I may have the right of way, 
I need to be careful where I'm walking and thinking about, you know, if there's a if there's a local trail or something of that sort you can walk, um, that is that is definitely preferred for you. As mm-hmm. far as your right or where you can be, if you have to go, um, pay attention to what side of the road you're walking on. Is it are you walking with or against traffic? Are you wearing the right kind of clothing? Just because you have a light or or bright colored clothing article does not mean you're that much more visible. In fact, it, it, it's profound if you were to go and just search whatever your search engine is on um, retro-reflective or, or bright clothing or, or walking at night. They're going to see these pictures that compare someone that's wearing, a, let's say, a, a chartreuse or a neon pink shirt versus someone that has just a little bit like a like an eighth-inch piping of that retro-reflective um, material. Yeah. And that... At 200 yards, you're going to put uh, 200 yards. Sorry, that's a long ways. 200 yeah. feet, you're going to see that piping. You're not going to see that bright colored shirt at all. Yeah. It's it's that light hitting it and reflecting back that makes the difference. So thinking about what your clothing is, if you can throw a vest on or you can have something with you that shines back at those vehicles, they're going to pick that up. Bicyclists, the same thing. And I, there's a gentleman who walks every morning at you know when it is dark out, and he's walking on my route. And yes, he wears the reflecting thing. And even then, I mean, it's it's you know you kind of have to do a double take, but you do see that moving more than you see the colors. And then you get up to him and you realize, oh, he is wearing a bright vest with the reflectors, but it's definitely the reflectors that you see. And it, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. And, and we go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I I've heard. Uh, uh, I'll just say younger people say, well, I have the right of way when I'm walking. <laughs> and I always say, yes, but you need to be aware of people who are not paying attention. Because you may be in the right, but uh, they, they don't want to put that on your headstone. You may be mm-hmm. right, but you'll be dead wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the sad part of that. Yeah, crosswalks are a good example that you you need to allow the driver to see you in. We all know how inattentive drivers are. So to think that if you blindly step out in the crosswalk, well, it's my right-of-way, the statute actually reflects that you need to be reasonable in that, that you need to have uh, given the driver the awareness. You can't just dart out. This goes for bicyclists or or walkers. And for the purpose of, of, you know, what's reasonable, I guess just put your own head together on that one. If the road conditions aren't very good, if it's icy, if it's snowy, you you may be fine, but I would rather have the guarantee, and and yeah. therefore it it becomes frustrating because a lot of people won't stop and and to be visible, um, it, standing on the curb corner, you need to engage that crosswalk or and remember it doesn't have to be a marked crosswalk; it can be any intersection, but you have to get into the road, which may mean just stepping into the gutter of the of the road street. Road Street, sorry, <laughs> that of that area though. So where you're going to be, they'll be able to see that that's your intention. Um, one of the one of the uh, projects I've been working on is a Minnesota's first horse and buggy manual. We've not had one, and, and, oh, wow. and it relates to um, an Amish uh, incident that occurred a few years ago, where a 18 year old Amish person passed away. And when we were looking at, well, how do we make our our transportation system predictable so that drivers of motor vehicles understand what what horse and buggies do i had to look at bicyclists and pedestrians the same um the way that we classify those crashes are their pedestrian crashes in the state of minnesota because mm. they're not a motorized vehicle and it's kind of a weird spot to where do we where do we talk about this but for for that matter we want to be predictable that's the word i wanted to come back to and if what your intentions are are not predictable to the motorist then uh, it's going to be very difficult for them to do what you want them to do and what you need to get to do. Yeah. Hmm. 
Tom, you mentioned motorcycles a little while ago, and you wanted to come back to that. And I, I saw those numbers are very high this year, and um, a number of the fatalities were, uh, you know, by themselves, didn't hit another vehicle, just un- a failure to negotiate a, a turn. And there were far too many of those this year. We we are in a high for a number of mm-hmm. years, um, and disproportionately high. Uh, with the you know the last couple of years, we had an increase in fatalities, but we were exceeding the previous to that. And you're absolutely right. What we're seeing is uh, single riders, no conflict with anything else. This was just a rider by themselves ejected from the motorcycle. Um, helmet use is is low in those incidences as well. And what they're finding is that they're failing to negotiate the curve, which is a rider experience, rider inattention. Uh, issue. We really, really push people to take those rider uh, improvement courses. I was going to ask if that was a part of it, if you think that they're not getting the training. What, what some of these crashes are, are, are very seasoned riders, and it's just unfortunate when that yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're on an, on an unfamiliar road or, or impaired. That's, that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But more times uh, it, we feel it's, it's just a failure to recognize that roadway and, and its change. So what we, what we learn is when people have more time with an experienced instructor that can say, hey, here's your bike. That's what the advanced rider courses are. They have the time to get the feel of what their motorcycle is going to do. And unfortunately, sometimes we aren't aware of what we're getting into. And, and on, I've been a rider myself that they're changing their behavior mid-curve, but they know how their motorcycle is going to respond yep, to that yep, yep. so that they can they can have a less impactful uh, crash or f- even negotiate that curve maybe they wouldn't have been able to without that so seek the education and and um, be attentive where yeah. do we go to find classes like that Tom? well that's uh, a good question i think probably the easiest way to send people to is uh the minnesota department of public safety uh, driver vehicle services but if you just look up uh, minnesota minnesota oh boy this is great isn't <laughs> you're from it? the south now <laughs> yeah pertin you're gonna get it um <laughs> minnesota motorcycle rider education is is the easiest source just to go Google to it yeah yep. okay yeah. all right um and uh, of course uh, we're reaching the end of september here october will bring halloween we'll talk more about that next month but uh Again, uh, just brings another issue to deal with. And I know as we head into then the holiday season, again, we got to talk about impaired driving. We do. We do. And what we learn um, year over year is that we talk about these things monthly. It's like I'm, I'm just talking about the next thing that's coming up, but it's all about paying attention, you know, it's paying, yeah. planning ahead, being aware of your surrounding, thinking about, you know, how to be prepared. Driving is something that a lot of us do very frequently, so much so that it's, it's a habit. And we, we, we have a lot of bad habits when it comes to that habit. And we can get swooned into thinking those things are going to be okay for us. So when we talk, I appreciate to know um, there's a lot of people that do this stuff right. A lot, Most drivers are yes. doing everything they should be doing. And if you're listening, you're probably the one that's doing what you should be doing. But maybe you're sitting next to somebody. <laughs> You're giving them the eye right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're getting the elbow like, see, yeah. I told you. Eh? Uh, but what we really do is we care about those people around us, and if we can influence their safety by giving them a reminder, that's what most of these talks are, is reminders, then maybe we'll change the, that trend line and we'll be back towards zero deaths. And remember, your kids are in the back seat watching what you do, so make sure you set a good example, Mom and Dad. They mimic you very well. Yes, yes they, they do. do. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Well, Tom, I appreciate you being here to talk about traffic safety issues, and let's all be safe on the roadways, and uh, we'll talk to you again next month. That sounds great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Tom Nixon with Zero Deaths is our guest today. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com.